Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Justin Ledger on the line. Justin, how are you? Great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to this conversation, as I said in the pre-show, uh, very timely. So uh, why don't you share a little bit about you and we'll dive into this conversation. Sure. Yeah. No, my background is in uh, primarily the military. I came from uh, the Canadian Armed Forces. I was a senior officer there, served in a few different commands, uh, notably uh left the special forces and then joined the private sector uh, some years ago and been kicking at it ever since. Uh, joined Cybeats, a uh, great opportunity about a year and a half ago, and we've been scaling up the business uh, ever since. Congratulations on the growth. Uh, you know, it's you know, the work that you're doing, especially in the, the cyberspace or uh, cybersecurity space, excuse me, is is critically important now and obviously became even more so during the pandemic as well as more and more people were were pushed online and out of the offices and all of that. So it's definitely some very important work. And as you know, you know, we we discovered quite a lot of potholes. Uh, in things and you know organizations like yours are doing a great job to you know help clean that up yeah we're really trying to bring some transparency to answer the question of what is in your software when you actually look at your life uh, pretty much everything is run on software you know even from your kitchen appliances now uh, to their critical infrastructure every aspect is touched by software and really what's in your software Uh, even the folks that make the software often don't know due to the heavy use of open source software, which isn't going away and shouldn't. It's a, it's a great resource and it's a great way to save time and, and get some uh, efficiency. Um, but it does come with some risk because nobody's going through line by line of code and seeing what's actually in there. So uh, there's some emerging standards around defining uh, a bill of materials for software so you can actually know what components are in it. And when vulnerabilities are found, uh, you can quickly identify them. Now, this comes with a massive amount of data and our company helps manage that very specific type of data. I think people probably it's a fairly niche thing at the moment, though it has been growing in the cybersecurity sphere for a while, the concept of an SBOM, a software bill of materials, uh, but folks, are going to start to hear about this, I think, fairly soon as regulators in my home country, Canada, and certainly in the United States, uh, the United States government has been pushing uh, the adoption of the SBOM standard uh, pretty heavily, specifically within higher risk industries like medical device manufacturers and in, uh, critical infrastructure. Yeah, it's definitely important to get ahead of it and, you know, especially you know, in the world that we're in now, you know, where, you know, we we can pretty much tell that, you know, there's, you know, you know, two sides of of the cyber situation, you know, China and Russia and then the US and its allies. So 
with the war that's going on right now in, in the Ukraine, and then obviously there's wars all over the planet, but uh, that one is getting, you know, most of the attention, you know, how much is being conducted on the cyber front? I mean, I, I, I would say a, a significant, uh, a significant portion and regardless of what side of any conflict that you're on, um, there's always going to be nefarious actors, whether those are state actors or criminal elements, and they're going to look to exploit vulnerabilities. Um, and what we found and, and has been known for a long time is that the, there are, are innumerable unknown and known vulnerabilities in our software, software we use every day. Uh, and they will seek to exploit those uh, to their benefit, whether that's for political ends or to to gain money. The uh, the cyber criminal element uh, does business to the tunes of trillions of dollars every year. It's one of the biggest economies in the world, and uh, it's only growing. Um, so this is something that uh, we need to be vigilant against, and that because we put so much faith in our government and in our software providers, and we're talking large companies and small companies, uh, there's a, a bit of a duty of, of care there to ensure that we either are, are mitigating these vulnerabilities as much as possible to prevent exploitation um, or eliminating them altogether. What's been, you know, top of mind of a lot of people, obviously, the U.S. government has been you know pretty proactive in trying to, like you said, you know, implement the SBOM standard, but even, you know, likes of, you know, one of the richest people on the planet, Warren Buffett, you know, has talked about it on a couple occasions about how he feels, you know, cyber attacks is the greatest threat to mankind. And you, you think of all the potential threats that we could have, you know, famine, droughts, you know, obviously nuclear type of Holocaust type of stuff, you know, the you know, shortages, supply chain, you know, pandemics, you, know, you name it. There's all kinds of things that can really cause havoc on the way we live. But uh, if Warren Buffett, who reads a ton and does a ton of research, if he says cyber attacks is the greatest threat, uh, I think all of us should take heed in, in his warning and, 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 you know, what, you know, what do you think? is the best steps for organizations you know in, you know in you know not only in north america but across the globe i mean what what should we be doing well uh, i think it, it's a fair point that it's it's a, a massive risk i don't know if it's a crisis um uh, i'll leave that to the experts but uh it is very high risk because of as i mentioned the pervasiveness of of software in our lives uh you know the the digital world connects us all uh, economically, socially, you name it. And any disruption to that or, or exploitation of that is is very high risk, I would say. Um, we've got new emerging technology in, in artificial intelligence. You know, that some have characterized that as a, a nuclear weapon for the digital age. Uh, and we have very little control. You know, we have the, the Army, Navy, and the Air Force to keep us safe at, at land, sea, and air. But uh, you know, what's protecting us in the digital realm. Obviously, governments are, are very concerned with this. They've been growing their capabilities over the last few years. But the difference between a state-on-state -state actors uh, uh, fighting it out in a, in a formal war uh, scenario and the digital is that you're part of that digital world, whether you kind of want to be or not. Uh, we're all touched by it. We're all directly uh, integrated into it. So it's it's really a total war scenario. 
Uh, and forgive me for for looking at it through that lens, as I mentioned, that's my background. But uh, I, I do think it it's it is very relevant. And so we see warlike tactics being used in this fight. Uh, and our main effort right now, and what I think um, companies can be doing, is building their intelligence capability, building their ability to uh, gather information and not just data, but information that can be turned into something actionable. Uh, so I would call that intelligence. And uh, that's what we're really aiming to do. So we're, a give, you know, government has primed the pump with the SBOM standard, and it's not just government, it's industry as well. Industry and government work collaboratively on developing those standards. Uh, now it's being implemented formally. You know, there's an executive order from uh, the president last May that basically said, if you want to do business with the U.S. federal government, you will uh, submit, you'll prepare and submit SBOMs if, if asked. Uh, obviously, government agencies are still figuring out what that means and what they're going to do with all of that. Um, it's just data. Uh, but a tool like ours, a, a platform like uh, like ours, like Cybeats provides, uh, is going to allow them to get actionable intelligence out of that, to really pinpoint to where the gaps are, and not just where the gaps are, but which gaps, which vulnerabilities you need to address uh, right now, or as soon as possible. Yeah, it's so critically important for the president to issue an executive order. It, it's, you know, that means it expedites things. And that's what executive orders do. Yes, normally in, in the US, and obviously in Canada, too, you know, bills get introduced, and it takes some time. But an executive order is something like, okay, we're, we're going to do this, and we need to do this right away. So that that, again, brings awareness to how important this is. So Let's let's talk about Cybeats. We've kind of alluded to it a little bit, you know, in you know, in the organization, you know, you know what's you know what's its business model. Obviously, you know, a lot of the work in the cyber uh, security space and all of that, and and obviously you're a pioneer in these, uh, you know, SBOM protocols and making sure that organizations are are following that, especially now with the executive order. It's like okay, all these companies are scrambling, so it's important. Uh, for you guys to you know be able to highlight you know what you're doing, so why don't you share a little bit about the company? Absolutely. So Cybeats was started back in 2016, and, and the initial uh, uh, technology that it developed and, and we continue to develop is focused on Internet of Things technology. But about a year and a half ago, two years ago, we started to pivot uh, toward SBOM management. Uh, looking at software supply chain security and and seeing how we could contribute there because it, it's really something that's though not brand new it's just emerging in in popularity uh, it's pretty greenfield um, from a business perspective and we had we had the team with the knowledge and expertise that was going to be able to do something about it so uh, we started developing our SBOM studio product um, and the purpose of that is to help adopt SBOMs at scale. So SBOM software bill of material, it, it creates a, a complex, a, a new and costly problem for companies. Namely, how do you get value from a list of ingredients, right? And SBOMs mm -hmm. just a list of ingredients, just like, you know, you look on the label of your food, although far, far more complex and much, much longer. Uh, how do you actually get value out of that? Uh, how do you figure out what allergens are, are in there? Uh, and and how do you know which which ones you need to pay attention to? So that's that's the problem we're trying to address. Um, so turning 
turning that information into actionable intelligence or unlocking the power of an S-bomb, unlocking the value of an S-bomb. Uh, so we've got a, a comprehensive solution that's uh, designed to manage and distribute S-bombs in a single platform. It gives organizations a centralized view of software supply chain vulnerabilities and enables them to improve visibility and security of their software. Um, so it'll be useful for our organizations of all sizes and industries um, because of that ability to help manage uh, vulnerability, the vulnerability manage pro management process, uh, reduce the cost of protection, enhance compliance and regulation. As I mentioned, there's lots of that coming down the pipe. Um, so we, we think that our customers believe that streamlining SBOM management, they can achieve significant cost reduction. So that's what we're really providing uh, our customers the ability to do. Uh, so we have a SaaS business model. Um, our solutions hosted in the cloud and customers license it based on a, the number of users or the number of S-bombs. And really the bigger the S-bomb problem that a company has, uh, the, the more value that we're able to provide, which is probably why we've been getting most interest from uh, you know, large Fortune 500 companies um, in, in higher risk verticals like MDMs and ICS, uh, finance, telco, um, anybody who has a critical thing that can't go wrong and has probably some touch point with the government, uh, they're, they're very interested in uh, what we have to offer. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing you're probably fairly busy, uh, especially if, you know, the government is mandating it. If you're going to be doing business with the feds, you need to have this all mapped out, rolled out, deployed, documented uh, before they'll conduct business with you. Because again, they have to protect their interest and, and the information that, you know, the various branches of government and, and military, you name it, there's so much to protect and all it takes is one little little slip or crack in the cement and you know it could really wreak havoc which is why you know systems like yours and um you know all of this work and and congratulations again you know on the you know a year and a half ago to to recognize that you know this is a big big thing and you kind of you pivoted a little bit within your organization to address it. Uh, it definitely sets up the company for uh, a lot of work, for sure. And you know, obviously, that's you know, it's beneficial for everybody. You know, just make sure you get some sleep from time to time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah, and like you said, you know, you, you went for a run this morning. It's like good, okay. You're, you're you're burning the candle at multiple ends, but you still went out and you you did a run. It's like that's good, keeping your your physical and your mental health uh, at, at peak uh, will help yeah. nav navigate through this. It's so important. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely been a wild ride to say the least. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I guess most my most of my career has been in the military, which is a very clear path for you, right? But uh, since entering the the private sector, uh, seeing, you know, being in part of ongoing operations and very, you know, solid, large enterprise, and then coming into this environment. Um, it's, it's been pretty cool to see something move so quickly and to realize that, okay, we actually have the tiger by the tail here. Uh, that doesn't happen very often from, from all accounts, uh, lots of folks more experienced than me weighing in on that. And, uh, it, you know, it, the responsibility here feels very high, of course, uh, and uh, we do have to put in a lot of work. Our team isn't 
massive. You know, I, we did grow from uh, just a few folks uh, of last year to we're over 50 now in the company uh, and uh, looking to grow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty wild ride. So uh, yeah, I've been looking at your, um, your work and uh, your, your, your look at burnout and uh, definitely, definitely uh, have learned those lessons the hard way in the past, probably could have read your book before um, uh, when I was in my twenties, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been wild and it's, it's fun to be on such a, exciting trip here with the team obviously and you know it's enjoy enjoy the journey with it that's something i tell entrepreneurs you know especially when things are going gangbusters and you're just it's it's fun time but you know just you know take it in as as much as you can you know you're obviously you're focused on deliverables and you know working with with government agencies and fortune 500 companies uh is is not an easy thing to do but uh it's definitely beneficial for for everybody involved but it's enjoy the process and because sometimes when you're doing and doing a lot of times we don't really um take it in and go okay this is actually really cool stuff that we're doing but you know the fact that you made the comment uh, a few moments ago about yeah, having the tiger by the tail. Yeah, tigers usually don't let you get near the tail. Uh, so the fact that you grabbed it uh, is is definitely a, a unicorn type of moment. That's definitely for sure. So I love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and Cybeats and all this work you're doing? Yeah, so Cybeats is uh, obviously on the on the web Cybeats.com. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about uh, our our stock and, and looking at us as an investment. Um, you, our ticker is CYBT on the uh, Canadian Securities Exchange and uh, CYBCF on the OTC market in the U.S. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So thank you so much again for your time today, Justin. I really appreciate you and congratulations again on all this amazing success. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.